Arab Muslim violence in Israel is on a dangerous uptick, and it is no surprise. Stay tuned to find out why this is no surprise, why on the one hand this is a very, very bad development, yet on the other hand, actually is a very, very good and necessary development. Confused? Yeah, it is confusing. But stick with me and stay for the full episode to understand this critically important explanation of what we are experiencing today. Folks, as you know, social media censorship is growing. The best way to support our video work for Israel is to subscribe to our video newsletter on pulseofisrael.com and to share our videos. If you are already a subscriber, then thank you. Just over the weekend, Israeli police officers were attacked in the Israeli Arab village of Deir al-Assad in the Galil, the Galilee. Two police officers were injured in the incident and two Israeli police cars were torched by the Arab Muslim residents. The police went in to stop the local Arabs from shooting automatic weapons during a wedding ceremony taking place. Unfortunately, that is a common custom of the local Arab Muslim community. Common, yet extremely dangerous. People can get hurt. Instead of allowing the police officers to do their job and stop the dangerous use of those automatic weapons, illegal, the family and friends attacked the police and torched the police cars. In addition, the Arab Muslims in Jerusalem are continuing their violent rioting against the Jews who live in the Shimon HaTzadik, a.k.a. Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood in Jerusalem, as you can see here. In addition, local Arab Muslim Bedouin down south lit up tires on the roads, endangering all the drivers, and as if all of that is not enough, all last week, Arab Muslims used arson terror, lighting fires all across the country from up north to down south, burning hundreds if not thousands of acres of forests and endangering various communities throughout Israel. A number of fires were lit right outside Jerusalem, endangering Jewish homes in the Jerusalem suburb of Mivaseret Zion. I actually drove past that area, it's a main road, with my family and caught some of the massive damage with my own camera. Nobody has been caught or arrested for the massive arson terror attacks across the country because it is extremely hard to find the perpetrators. However, Israeli authorities have said that the fires were caused by man. If it would have been one fire, then there might be room to say that it was negligence. But tons of fires all across the country all week long? That is not negligence. That was done on purpose. That's the arson terror used by Arab Muslim Israelis all the time, every year, to destroy our country. A country that they are citizens of and they can be damaged from the fire as well. Again, all this is following two weeks of massive rioting, destruction, and violence by Arab Muslim Israelis all across Israel during the recent Gaza war last month. As of now, three innocent Israelis were killed by the Arab Muslim mob during those riots and violence, a massive amount of synagogues were destroyed, Jewish homes attacked, and Jews attacked on the roads. Even today, weeks later, local Arab Muslims continue to attack some of their Jewish neighbors in some of those joint Jewish-Muslim cities, like Lod, and they live in fear for them and their kids. So why this uptick in violence and disrespect of the law? Well, the answer is actually quite simple. It's because of the fragile political situation where the Israeli government today is dependent upon the various Arab Muslim parties. 
Due to this situation, the Arab Muslim population in Israel thinks that Israel is weak and that they can get away with their growing violence against Israel and Israelis. Again, most Westerners do not understand the Middle East. Even many Israelis who have been taught to think like Westerners don't understand the Middle East either. This is a region with a culture based on strength and respect. Appeasement shows weakness. Weakness invites more terror and violence from the Arab Muslims. Just them being able to go to their jobs every day doesn't solve the solution in making sure they have good lives. Since they see that Israel must rely on the votes of Arab Muslim politicians who are anti-Israel, they view that as weakness, enabling them to up their level of violence and disrespect against Jews and the Israeli authorities. Most Israelis are oblivious to this because the establishment media ignores reporting these truths and always provides excuses for the Arabs for their violence and instead blaming Israel. Sounds similar to what is going on in America, Canada, Europe, etc. Well, it is. Getting back to Israel. On the one hand, everything I just said sounds bad, very bad. And considering this is just the beginning of our new government that is relying on the Arab Muslim votes, then this situation is just going to get worse, much worse. Now, that is all true. So why do I say this is still good and necessary? Believe it or not, it's a very positive development. And as I said, stick with me until the end to understand why. I have to explain the full picture for you to understand. Let's start with this. For decades, the world has been brainwashed to believe that our conflict is about land. If only Israel would give away our land and expel Jews from their homes and get rid of all the settlements, then we would have peace. The two-state solution is the solution to bring peace. That's what we have been brainwashed for decades. And politicians and media today still push that false narrative and solution. Many Israelis were convinced about this lie. And that is why they supported left-wing policies that followed this line of thinking. Destroy Jewish communities, expel Jews, or bring peace. Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin and Shimon Peres began implementing this philosophy with the Oslo peace process that turned the horrible Palestinian Liberation Terror Organization into a peace partner, giving them guns, international standing, and control of much of our lands in Judea, Samaria, and Gaza. This led to decades of terror with thousands of dead and innocent Israelis. That was the beginning of the 1990s. Then in the year 2000, Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barak unilaterally left southern Lebanon. No Jews lived in southern Lebanon, but we did have IDF bases inside southern Lebanon to stop Hezbollah from attacking Israel and also to protect the local Christians who lived there and were terrorized by Hezbollah. I personally was stationed in southern Lebanon as an IDF soldier back in 1995, and every soldier stationed there knew that they were protecting all of Israel, since the mountains of southern Lebanon overlook all of northern Israel. I remember each and every time I took my post on the mountains in southern Lebanon, and I looked and turned around and saw Israel, I knew I was protecting all of Israel and the whole Jewish people by keeping the state of Israel safe. When Israel pulled out of southern Lebanon, we handed over that strategic area to Hezbollah to then pose a danger to Israel. Well, two things happened after Israel pulled the IDF out of southern Lebanon in 2000. One, Hezbollah terrorized the Lebanese Christians, with many of them running away to Israel to save their lives. Two, Hezbollah took over the whole area of southern Lebanon, turning family homes in the villages into human shields for their rockets. Today, Hezbollah 
has over 150,000 rockets located throughout the various southern Lebanon villages, all pointed at military and civilian locations in Israel. The day Iran decides to use Hezbollah to attack Israel with all those rockets will be extremely dangerous for Israel and all Israelis. The rocket attacks from Gaza will look like child's play in comparison to the rocket attacks from Hezbollah in southern Lebanon. Then, in 2005, Israeli Prime Minister Ariel Sharon decided to implement the most destructive policy of all, the destruction of all 21 Jewish communities in the Gaza Strip and expelling all 10,000 Jewish residents who were living in the Gaza Strip. Interestingly, it was actually Yitzhak Rabin and the left that established the Jewish communities in the Gaza Strip based on a defensive strategy that Jewish communities in Gaza would help Israel and the IDF protect all of Israel. That strategy proved correct, since once Israel pulled out of Gaza, we have been attacked by rocket attacks all the time, turning all of Israel into a battleground, endangering each and every Israeli citizen, regardless where he lives, north or south. The good news is that most Israelis no longer believe that land for peace is possible with our enemies, because whenever we give away our land, not only does it not bring peace, but it brings more terror and bloodshed. Hence, there is very little support in Israel for the two-state solution anymore. So what does all this have to do with the uptick of Arab-Muslim violence from Israeli citizens that we're witnessing today? Well, like I said, the world has been brainwashed to believe that our conflict is just a land issue. Hence, two-state solution is the solution. People like me have been saying for decades that the conflict is about a desire within the Arab Muslim world to destroy Israel. It's not a land conflict. It's a religious conflict. They want to destroy Israel, including many Arab Muslims who are Israeli citizens. They also want to destroy Israel. They've been saying this in Arabic for years, screaming it for years, demonstrating about it for years. But too many people, including too many Israelis, prefer to ignore when they say that they want to destroy Israel. Just recently, the head Muslim imam in the Israeli city of Lod was inciting the, inciting the Israeli Muslims in Lod to be violent against their Jewish neighbors. He called Israel an enemy state and wished death upon the Zionists. And then they ran out and, and rioted and used violence against their Jewish neighbors. He's an Israeli citizen, a Muslim leader, an Israeli citizen. He has recently been arrested for his incitement, but it's too little too late. Honestly, I will be surprised if he gets appropriately punished for his role in citing the Arab Muslim masses. But that is the core issue, their desire to destroy Israel. It's important to clarify, as I always do, that no, it's not all Arab Muslim Israeli citizens who want to destroy Israel. Not at all. Plenty of Arab Muslim Israeli citizens know how blessed they are to be living in Israel with freedom and equality that they would not have in any Muslim country even if they were living under the Palestinian Authority in Judea and Samaria, or living under Hamas in Gaza. As Israeli citizens in the Jewish state of Israel, they have more freedom and equality than anywhere else in the Muslim world. So, the uptick in violence we are experiencing from local Israeli Arab Muslims is the beginning of the wake-up process for Israelis to internalize that our conflict is a religious conflict, where Arab Israelis Muslims are involved also, and not just a land conflict. Just like it took years for Israelis to wake up and realize that giving away our land and expelling Jews only invites more war, so too what we are witnessing today is the process to wake up Israelis to realize that many Arab Muslim Israelis are part of the problem who want to destroy Israel. It's not a land conflict, it's a religious conflict. Honestly, the way to bring about a peaceful future of coexistence with those Arab Muslims in Israel who want to live in peace with us 
is by recognizing this conflict as a religious conflict and punishing the leaders and rioters who are the ones inciting and preventing a peaceful future. Israel is not to blame. It's the Arab Muslim leaders in Israel, Judea, Samaria, Gaza, Iran, and other Arab countries who keep the religious conflict going to destroy Israel. They are the ones who have to be stopped, not Israel. It is up to all of us to wake up to reality that the only way we will solve this conflict is by solving the actual problem. It's not a land conflict. Land is not the problem. The problem is the Arab Muslim desire to destroy Israel and kill Jews. So long as we ignore that as being the core issue, we're not going to solve anything. Like any sickness. If a doctor provides a misdiagnosis, then no matter what medicine or treatment he or she prescribes, it won't help. So too with our situation. So long as the world and our leaders in Israel as well continue to diagnose our conflict as a land conflict with a two-state solution to create another failed Arab state for a non-existent historic people called Palestinians as the solution, our conflict will continue. So while it is sad to see the uptick of the Arab Muslim violence from Israeli citizens, do not forget the big picture that I just explained to you. This is part of a necessary wake-up call to wake up more Israelis to the real core problem, which is the religious desire in the Arab Muslim world to destroy Israel, a desire that many, but not all, Israeli Arab Muslim citizens share as well. We can only reach a better future once enough Israelis realize this and internalize that many Arab Muslim Israeli citizens are part of the problem. Not all of them, but some of them. Understand, the future is good. I'm sure of it. We just still have a rocky road ahead before the good times come. But stay positive and keep on supporting Israel. Because we here in Israel are the front line for the freedom-loving world. This same religious conflict is also taking place across the freedom-loving world in the West, in Europe, in America, in Canada, Australia, etc. The only way to save the whole freedom-loving world is to stand strong and spread the truth about Israel. We are the front line. We're in this together. The good times are coming, folks. Just stand with Israel and help us. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.